This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me today in the studio are the Toledo Symphony's music director, Elaine Trudell, the TSO's president and CEO, Zach Vassar. We also have principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue, and a special return guest, that is the TSO cellist, Amy Chang. Welcome, all of you. We have a full house today. I'm so glad to see familiar faces. And also, Amy, you are sort of a, a Symphony Lab newbie. You've been on the program before, but you weren't really talking very much. So now the pressure is on, right? <laughs> totally. I feel much more comfortable playing the cello and the piano. But okay. <laughs> well, we could have you, you know, bring your cello in, and just every time I ask you a question, you answer with the cello, right? Wee, wee, wee. Or you can imitate a cello. So we're going to talk today about a really special concert. It's happening May 5th, which is uh, Friday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Toledo Museum of Art Paris style. This features the great cellist, speaking of great cellist, besides Amy Chang, by the way, <laughs> the great cellist Yo-Yo Ma. And Ooh. this is a one-night-only occurrence. Uh, it's just a, a wonderful, and, and the fact that he's playing the Elgar Concerto, which mm-hmm. is iconic, you know, among both classical music fans as well as cellists. Amy, have you ever played... The Elgar Concerto yourself? Yes, yes. yes Beautiful. Have. Love it with my passion. Yeah. Yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You didn't really talk too much last time, so we didn't find <laughs> out much about you. Let's hear about you. What do you want to know about me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're putting me on the spot now. How long have you been in Toledo? Um, over 20 years. I grew up in Taiwan. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But I was a high school exchange student and went to Chicago. Okay. And then went to Eastman School of Music for my undergrad and graduate school. Yeah. And then got a job here. So been <laughs> and, here. And the rest since. is history, as right. they say. Correct. But you, you've brushed shoulders with Yo-Yo Ma in the past, yeah? <laughs> Actually, the first time I heard Yo-Yo Ma perform was Elgar. Cello oh, really? When he came to Eastman, he played with a Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra. And I went to listen. I... I remember the impression was I was sitting there from the first note until the last note. It just felt like one breath. It was yeah. just amazing. It was just absolutely breathtaking. Well, that is, you know, it has that that beginning, which we all have heard before, especially since it was used so much in that movie, Jackie and Hillary. You remember that about yes. Jacqueline Dupre? And the movie Tar. And the movie Tar, yes. actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we won't get into those waters because that's kind of a controversial subject these So is Hillary and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Among uh, yeah. classical musicians. Yeah. But right. um, <laughs> let's talk about this concert. Uh, in addition to the Elgar Cello Concerto, um, we're going to get back to that, but let's talk about Brahms and the Symphony Number no. 4, which is paired with Elgar on this program. Um, what do you want to say about uh, Brahms, Elaine? Well, th- this piece means a lot to us and our community because... And the day that COVID started, we were to play Brahms Four. That was the main work mm-hmm. on our program, and uh, we we had decided to play anyway, but but with no audience because we you know they we had to stop. We went to close the, the doors of the museum. I mean, people were not allowed to go out. It was the first day. We didn't know. Huh? People were thinking, "Is this going to be a month, a week, a, mm-hmm. a few weeks?" <laughs> now we got a little surprised, but uh, yeah, the, and. 
and nobody got to hear it. And we, you know, we rehearsed it. We were so happy to play it for our audience. Some people saw it, of course, from our streaming, uh, the Tapa streaming platform, but it's not the same. So yeah. we felt this is, this really celebrates the fact that we're, we're back, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've been back for a year, but, you know, just this moment, uh, use the fact that, of course, you know, you, you must, I mean, for us, it's incredibly special. And I thought, what would be, special also to put on that program nothing nothing is as special as having you your boss a guest yeah. but but i thought second you know, most special <laughs> <laughs> no but i thought you know this is very meaningful mm-hmm. it's about a year a little bit more than a year after uh we we started uh, coming back and uh we wanted to play something that our public uh they they didn't have the opportunity to hear live yeah because we've done a cycle and the only one that was missing was the fourth in the last five years and then we uh we, we were able to we're able to do it now well this is johannes brahms final symphony yes. uh, he wrote four symphonies and to me it always sounds like it's searching or it's longing mm. right i have a little clip we can listen to just the opening of it You know, it's an orchestra in search of something, <laughs> right? It's a wonderful, uh, wonderful journey that is represented in this concert. Um, you've talked about why you did the Brahms. Can you talk about the symphony in particular? Yes, of course. It's uh, For me, I have to say Brahms, most of Brahms, for me, is the music of love. It's, uh, I just... You know, if you want to impersonate, especially the first movement of the four that, that we just played, there's, uh, you know, there's longing in it, like, as you said, yeah. there's searching, but there's also there's a strange kind of comfort in it, you know, the comfort of, of living somewhere that's between the, the ground and the, the sky, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. So that's very important. And and the writing of Brahms, because this is the, the, the final uh, point of his four symphonies, and Brahms was the first composer after Beethoven to actually write like big, big symphonies. I mean, other composers wrote fantastic symphonies, Schumann, of course, Mendelssohn, but everybody kept a little bit of distance saying, well, we're gonna write some symphonies. It wasn't like, this is gonna be a magnum opus because Beethoven Ninth, the shadow of Beethoven, Mm -hmm. and especially of Beethoven's, uh, you know, Eroica in Fifth, but the Ninth, what are you gonna do after that? So everybody started writing, you know, symphonic poems, writing uh, more uh, descriptive music, you know, instead of pure music, like a symphony fantastique. Those are immense pieces, but it's not a pure music symphony. So it's for a composer to go and to write music that's, you know, pure music. And I'll I'll explain what I mean by pure music is that, you know, you have programmatic music, which uh, talks about a story like Symphony Fantastic, or like Liszt, the preludes, that the the symphonic poems that he wrote. And that's kind of a, you know, you you have a picture, you have an event, you have a person, you put it in music. That's one thing. But to write pure music is basically, it doesn't tell a particular story. So the idea is to have, have... Enough, I would say, like, I, I, I will explain it a little bit better. When Brahms talked to a reporter, I mean, there was a guy who wrote a book, and it was a book completely on inspiration. Mm-hmm. I think I've talked about it on the, uh, on the podcast before. And it's called my, um, it's called in French, Entretien avec de grands compositeurs, which means my, my talks with great composer. He talks to, with right. Brahms, he talks with Strauss, he, and, and Brahms, told him you can only publish 50 years after I'm dead. So it's a good thing the guy was young. And um, <laughs> in, in basically, Brahms said, I tr- work on my skills. I work on my skills constantly so that when a higher power comes through me, 
it just goes through me and I can write. There's mm-hmm. nothing that's in the way because I've worked on my skills. So that's why Brahms was so uh, an enamored with Bach's music. You know, it's yeah. really uh, how you make the how you make the counterpoint, how you make all of this fit together. But you need to have tremendous skills. So he worked on his skills, and basically he took little, little um, how do you say credit for for the pieces because he he was some people call it the muse some people call it something else but you have to be ready when it comes you know yeah absolutely so this is a great example of that and it's probably one of the best symphonies written especially the last moment <laughs> uh, and uh, because the the last moment is a pasakai and it's uh, a genre of music pasakai that we repeat let's say uh, the the pakelbel canon that everybody knows right. that's a pasakai repeat <laughs> the bass yeah. yeah 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 exactly but this is you know he takes it somewhere that's never been, uh, mm-hmm. you know, known like that. And and since I don't know, you know, there's a Bach, the Pasakaya in C minor for organ, mm-hmm. and there's the Pasakaya from the Fourth Symphony of Brahms, and they're pretty much the the well, of course, uh, there's a, a Bieber uh, Pasakaya, <laughs> but but besides those, that's pretty much it. They're the greatest Pasakaya written. So let me talk to some of the musicians because we have a couple of members, mm-hmm. obviously, of the the symphony here. And Amy, uh, w- what is the significance to you of performing this symphony for your audience? Well, just what, like Alan just told us, uh, shared with us about the pandemic hitting. I remember Zach announced that day, just like, unfortunately, we're not going to have audience. And it was like shocking to all of us because we never had such mm-hmm. experience. And, yeah. you know, we still got dressed up. We still performing. It was the most incredible experience. It was so powerful because you look around, everybody's just digging their heart. We play it doesn't matter if there's nobody there. It's such a mm-hmm. wonderful piece. And just play with your heart, with your soul. And when we're done with the last note, there was no clapping, no applaud. It's just all about containing in and just be so touched. Yeah. And I remember talking to many symphony friends and everybody felt the same sense of just that power yeah. within us. Absolutely. Merlin, you remember that? <laughs> I do remember. And it was something that... I think really speaks to the bittersweet quality of Brahms. In a way, it was the perfect piece mm-hmm. because there was, we, we, you talked about longing and this sense of uncertainty and that it, it will always speak of that moment to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and the moment to come, which is bringing it back to the mm-hmm. audience, which yes. is a very special occasion. Um, let me ask you, Zach, and we're going to switch gears back to Yo-Yo Ma here because that is the the main focus of our talk today. Um, has Yo-Yo Ma ever played at Toledo before? Uh, twice before. I think this is his third performance in, um, I, we looked this up, I want to say 30 years. So there's uh, wow. there's about 15 years between each of the performances. Yeah. Yeah. So, um but he's been on our our, our list uh, for a period of time uh, before the pandemic. He was playing the Bach cello suites almost exclusively, and um, wasn't doing concerti. So uh, I saw him in Chicago uh, do Shostakovich, and I think that was right at the tail end of his uh, concerto performances. Uh, yeah. But it, it's. Uh, it, it's amazing that we first of all get to bring him back to Toledo and that we get to hear him in the Elgar. I mean, that's a stroke of genius by Alain and Merwin. I just tried my luck. I yeah. mean, <laughs> because they, they, we were talking with Merwin, exchanging with the, with the agent. And, and I said, well, you know, 
what about we ask him if he played the Elgar? <laughs> and yeah. I thought, you know, it's 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 a big ask, right? Yeah. Um, well, for him, he can't play anything. But you know, you touring, you're going like for somebody to kind of you know t- tell you, well, would you play this one? You know, because usually a uh, big star like that, he will decide what he wants yeah. to play, right? But he, I guess, he felt like it, and <clears throat> he said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow, fantastic. Such a treat. Yeah. And it's a. Con- <laughs> It's a it's a concerto that we haven't played very right. much. Yeah. I think we we don't play a lot of British repertoire. First of all, but it's been a very long time since the Elgar has been performed in the Paris style. So this is such a occasion and a sense of homecoming, and to to hear it in his very capable hands will be yeah. just an incredible experience for a lot of people. I mean, you you think about how when you have an artist who's at the top of his or her talents. And you can see them express something that means so much to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, what Yo-Yo Ma will bring with the Elgar. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you this, and this is kind of a, an open-ended question. I mean, what makes Yo-Yo Ma so great as a, as a soloist, as a cellist? I mean, he's obviously had a lot of exposure you know, through the years. He was a child prodigy, and he's, he's played for presidents. He's played everywhere. He was ubiquitous for a while when it came to classical musicians. What is it about Yo-Yo Ma? Amy, let me ask you, because you're a cellist, right? So what do you admire about him? I admire him in so many ways. Um, I think when I listen to him play, it's almost like there is no barrier between his souls and his cello and Mm. his whole heart. So you don't see Yo-Yo Ma, you just see the beauty right in front of you and that's what just kind of like go directly to your soul and and also i know he's such a wonderful human being who cares about everybody you know he's willing to go on the street he's willing to do everything um well one little story i want to share with last time when you came to play uh, oh, yeah. schumann now, now's the good part right we tell stories <laughs> schumann and uh, tchaikovsky rococo what a treat he played too and so we went to this green room in the toledo museum of art where we usually acknowledge the soloist and there was hors d'oeuvre being served and you know, we're all waiting for him to come in so we can give him applaud and welcoming and all that. But he didn't come. So, you know, we start eating and, you know, serve food being served. And next thing I know, somebody tap on my shoulder, serving me the plate. I, I grab one hors d'oeuvre and I look up and I say, thank you. And it was Yo-Yo Ma serving <laughs> the plate. I was like, no. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> That's a great story. I've yes. never heard that story. So he's just that humble guy. Yeah. I mean, I asked my son to go, hey, go take a picture with your mom. He said, no. And I said, Jasper, just do it. And now yeah. he's like showing off that picture all over the place. <laughs> he just, you know. Me and my mom. buddy, <laughs> yeah. your mom. Right. Well, very, I do very humble, a... humble human being. And that yeah. makes him extra beautiful mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. I have a quiz. I have a couple of quizzes that are meant to sort of like take us on the journey of Yo-Yo Ma's accomplishments. So it's a Yo-Yo Ma quiz. Let me pull up a little music for that. Okay. We all know this. The Bach Cello Suite. Okay. There are just five questions. And the way this works is I will ask all five questions and then we'll go back and say what the answers were. So you'll get multiple choice. You'll get three different choices for each of the questions. All right, the first question is, what city was Yo-Yo Ma born in? Is it Paris, New York, or Shanghai? 
A, B, or C. We know that the name for the toy, yo-yo, comes from a word that means come and go. What does yo mean in Chinese? You can't play this one, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that one is a freebie. Is it gone and went? Is it bright eyes? Or is it friendly? A, B, or C. What did Yo-Yo Ma say was the greatest honor he's ever received? Was it winning the Fred Rogers Legacy Award in 2014? Was it being awarded the National Medal of Arts in 2001? Or was it receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2011? A, B, or C? Yo-Yo Ma's cello has a name. What is it? Is it Lily? Is it Rose? Or is it Petunia, A, B, or C? And finally, for this part of the quiz, what instrument did Yo-Yo Ma play before choosing the cello when he was very, very young? <laughs> we'll get to that later. Was it the drums, the violin, or the piano? And remember, it can be all of the above or none of the above. <laughs> that's that's the, the ongoing thing in these quizzes. So, five questions. Let's see how we did. <laughs> First one, what city was Yo-Yo Ma born in? It was Paris. We all got that? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. You didn't get yes. Paris? No. <laughs> Where did you think he was born? I said New York. Ah, okay. Everybody's ahead but Zach. We know the name toy. Uh, name for the toy Yo-Yo comes from a word that means come and go. What does Yo-Yo mean in Chinese? The answer is sea friendly. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody got that? Zach, did you get I got that one. <laughs> okay. Good. Glad you got that one. Thank you, Brad, for your concern. Yes. <laughs> what did Yo-Yo say was the greatest honor he's ever received? It was A, winning the Fred Rogers Legacy oh. Award. That's an actual quote. The greatest honor I've ever received. Wow. So did anybody choose that? Oh, you, Elaine and, and Zach. Very nice. Don't be so surprised. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the name of Yo-Yo Ma's cello or one of his cellos? Anyway, the one that has a name is called Petunia. Petunia. And that's what, le- which C. A, B, C, B or C? <laughs> that was C, that was right? C. Oh, okay, I won that one. <laughs> yeah, no. So we all got that one? Nope. <laughs> oh, we didn't get that. You didn't get that no. one. Okay. So the final question was, what instrument did Yo-Yo Ma play before choosing the cello when he was still a toddler? Was it drums, violin, or piano? The answer is all of the above. He played them all. Yes. Did everybody get that? I did. Yeah. Merlin, you, <laughs> I, I did could tell. I could tell that you didn't get it because <clears throat> you you wouldn't make eye contact with me <laughs> after I read the uh, after I read the, the the question. I love it. So who won? I wasn't keeping track. You all have to keep track. Amy won. I got. I got three. How many did you get, Amy? Well, you you told me I cannot do the friendly one. Well, so you, I, can, was yeah. you can take that one. <laughs> you can take that one. We'll add that to the. She got five or six. Five or six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll give it. We'll give it to you, Amy. <laughs> Definitely give it to you. Is this but, the greatest honor you've ever received? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good, yes. Totally. But there's another trivia one. On Yo-Yo Ma's father, where did he live? Where did he live? Yes. In uh, Toledo? To- Taiwan, <laughs> maybe? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Extra bonus. What was his Yay! name? His name was Mr. Ma. Yay! <laughs> 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 totally. I got that. 
I do it now. Be careful because you might spoil some of my questions for this next, the next part of the quiz. Actually, wait, it, was, was Mr. Ma one of your questions? <laughs> no. Is it actually okay to take maybe a two-minute detour yeah. from, the, from the path of the program and actually speak about maybe a great award or honor that Amy yeah. actually received yeah, yeah. fairly and, recently? And that's on my list. I was going to get there, you know. Oh, that's you, part you of the third quiz, off. by the that's way. That's part of the yeah. third quiz? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What uh, what, like what award segue. did Amy Aww. Chang win? You recently won the uh, Milestones Award from the, the YWCA. Yes. Uh, can you tell us about that and what it is? Oh, I honestly, I, I feel so honored and humbled. I When they were giving the award, I felt like they were talking about somebody else, not me. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many women, they deserve it. You know, many mm. people work behind the scene and they work so um much for the community. So I'm just one of the little representative of the art. Okay. Um, Amy Amy is so, you know, <laughs> modest about all of this, but it's kind of a big deal. I mean, yeah. you know, does anybody else want to talk about Amy while she's sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, actually. Yeah. yeah. We're all there for uh, mm-hmm. video. Uh, oh, us and you. what, 850 people yeah. applauding you? I mean, this is amazing. Oh, thank I mean, you so much for what's, your support. What's really inspiring is that it's not necessarily the ex- well, the excellence of what you do, yes, but that's not the point of all of it. It's, it's overcoming everything, getting to that to to the point where you are now, and that was a point in common that everybody had on that mm-hmm. uh, on not that panel, but the people who received the award, and it was it was so moving for us. I mean, we know you well, but we got to know you a little bit better mm-hmm. because they each. Did a little speech, did the, the, the thank you speech, and it was so again humble. I think it's a sign of great artists. We're mm. t- you were talking to me about uh, how Yo-Yo Ma was so humble, mm. and I think it takes great humility to be a great artist and to be a great human. Mm. So this is something that uh, Amy has like a lot. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> Absolutely, yeah. well, we can tell just from yeah. having you on the the program today. I mean, I've seen you for years playing with the symphony, never spoken with you, and, and this is the first opportunity that we get to actually interact. And I, I have to say, that, I, yeah. I agree 100% with Elaine. It's oh, mm-hmm. too kind. Yeah. Thank you. Very nice. Do we want to talk a little more about the, the Elgar Concerto? Because that is, you know, <clears throat> that, that's something we mm-hmm. haven't really dove into yet. I, I would like to just, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an extremely lyrical piece. Um, it's a little unique in its construction. Um, and I think it, if you think about when it was written and, um, and the, the beauty that goes through it, especially with the geopolitical climate, it's really an interesting piece. Yes. Um, when I teach this piece to my student, I always, always emphasize on the intervals that Elgar like to use. He just like to do a seventh, ninth, you know, like a huge stretch. And there's a Chinese expression, say, so that basically mean like pull your intestine when you're in agony. Wow. I'm going to let you write the quiz next time. Yeah. Definitely. But it just basically, when you're longing for something to the point, you're so painful, your mm-hmm. intestines start to feel like pulling apart. You've got the, mm-hmm. all right. you know, it's like that kind of yeah. huge glissando and really represent the pain and, and whatever Elga was going through at that. Yeah. You can really sense it. I remember uh, when I was learning this piece, my cello teacher, I was young, I was only 18, and my cello teacher said, Amy, has, have you ever experienced any dear person die in your family. I was like, what? And she just say, you know, I can tell you're young. 
you're not there. And interesting. Now I am at the life experience. Yes. Yeah. It's very deep. I have to say that the Chinese have the best expressions in (laughs) in the Chinese language. You know, pulling out your intestines, and there's another one that's like one you madadan or something like that, where you roll out of here like an egg back into your mother's womb. That that is like a really big insult. (laughs) (laughs) And. I, you know, I, rem- I learned that in college from my Chinese friends. But. <laughs> I do think that one of the things that's amazing about this program is there's this really great alignment between the pieces and the artist as well. Mm. I mean, the things that we're talking about, there's like no barrier. Mm. When, when Alain, you were talking about for Brahms, there's no barrier between the skill mm. and the inspiration. And I think you can say, and Amy mentioned that with Yo-Yo Ma, and I think that's the same thing with this concerto. I think this is a concerto that has so much maturity in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elgar has lived a full life, life mm-hmm. and there is no barrier in this. They, I think there's, even though the pieces sound very different, the openings of these pieces are very much sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you listen to the opening of the Elgar Cello Concerto after having listened to the opening of the Brahms Fourth Symphony, you'll really feel that. Mm-hmm. Totally. So there's the um, the big theme that comes in. And, and one of the wonderful things about this concerto is you don't have to wait very long to feel the intestine twist. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it starts um, it, just the cello. Um, and then the orchestra comes in with this amazing theme. And I remember being in a record store um, and this was coming out of the speakers. And I uh, walked into the classical room at the Virgin Megastore when that was still a thing. And this, um, and the and the the music came on about a minute later, and uh, got to the big theme. And there was this woman in in the um, the CD stacks, and she just put up her hands, and just kind of cried out. And I looked over, thinking that she was having a heart attack or something. She was simply reacting to the music. Oh. It was just that. Amazing! It was the Jacqueline Dupre uh, recording, of course. Of course. Yeah. Yes. And um, there's there's just something that is so human, and it starts at the very beginning, and it goes through. And there are points where the um, the beauty and the melancholy just intertwine so beautifully that you can't help but have a very emotional reaction to it. Well, and I think that I- happens through the whole piece. Yeah, and what Merwin, what Merwin was saying about you know the the relationship between the Brahms Symphony and the Elgar Concerto yeah. really rings true in their beginnings. They're both asking a question. You know, the the cello has that kind of meandering melody, da 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 da, da, da. and the Brahms Symphony begins with a question as well. It seems to me there is a relationship between the two pieces of music. Amy, you got any more Yo-Yo Ma stories you can tell uh, yeah, us? Well, I, let me let me uh, get some music for you here. No, that's sorry. I was thinking <laughs> that's uh, May, May the fifth is yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Revenge of the fifth day on May the fifth. Let me pull that up again for you. Okay. Well, just that you know, I told you I listened to him at Eastman, so he came to give us a master class, and um, because I was learning the piece, and I was fascinated by. It. 
the fourth movement when you the fingerings he used was so wild. I actually got to ask him, say, "Hey, can you give me your fingerings?" So I still have his fingerings for that section. <laughs> I feel very, very privileged to have Better. his fingerings. Let's just think about the that. YouTube time. Just think about that. I mean, yeah. you just sure here it is, <laughs> as opposed to this is my world. Stay away. Like private that's, recipe type of that's stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, he show it to me, and I just like, oh, I feel so honored. <laughs> well, yeah. when he comes to play with the symphony, then you should ask if you can have his fingers next. <laughs> 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 see, see the reaction you get. I think they're well insured. Yeah. Do, speaking of well insured, do you remember when Yo-Yo Ma left his cello in the back seat of a taxi cab? Yes, yeah. I heard. And there was a that's like a running theme for classical musicians uh, mm-hmm. the leaving their instrument in a taxi. <laughs> Only in New York, as they say. Well, and, and most musicians I know never let their instrument out of their sight. So yeah. putting it in the trunk must be very challenging. And probably more typical for cellists well, than violinists. Well, I, I left right? it in a Vietnamese restaurant in Cleveland. I started driving home. You know, the food was so good. <laughs> How can you remember your cello after such a good meal, you know? <laughs> wow. So did you go back and get it? I mean, obviously. I drive like an hour back and say, oh, no. extra two hours just for, you know, just more for your pho, cello. the pho noodle soup. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> when, when you got there, had your cello had another, another meal? <laughs> your cello was <laughs> sitting MSG. in a My cello was <laughs> yeah. soaked in MSG. <laughs> <laughs> it had ordered takeout. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, since we're in the mood, I've got more of my trivia quiz on Yo-Yo Ma if you want to go there. Um, let me pull up the music. And this is similar yeah. to what we heard before. It's also got a little synthesizer counterpoint. Yeah. So if you hear something a little weird, that's what it is. Okay. What condition almost brought Yo-Yo Ma's career to an end when he was 25 years old? Was it scoliosis, was it multiple sclerosis, or was it Huntington's disease, A, B, or C? Which composer did Yo-Yo Ma collaborate with to record the soundtrack for the 2005 film Memoirs of a Geisha? Was it John Williams, was it Ennio Morricone, or was it Ryuichi Sakamoto? A, B, or C. What was the year on that? Uh, that was in 2005. At least that's what it says here. I'd blame the, the quiz master if that's wrong. Um, what is the name of the project that Yo-Yo Ma marked with a two-year, 36-world tour pairing art and community action? Was it Bach to School? Was it the Bach Project? Or was it I'll Be Bach? A, B, or C. What famous cellist instrument is now played by Yo-Yo Ma? Was it Jacqueline Dupre's cello, Pablo Casals, or Mstislav Rostropovich? A, B, or C. What school did Yo-Yo Ma drop out of? Was it Harvard, Columbia, or Juilliard? A, B, or C. And I actually have a couple of bonus questions here. I'm going to go ahead and ask them. Which president has Yo-Yo Ma not performed in front of? Is it John F. Kennedy, Dwight David Eisenhower, or Joseph Robinette Biden? A, B, or C, or D, or E. (laughs) And finally, who asked Yo-Yo Ma themselves to play at their funeral? Was it Steve Jobs, was it Bill Gates, or was it Bill Clinton? A, B, or C? Wow. You think, was this harder than the last one? I would like Great to ask questions. him to play my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I, I love how you select your choices. They're just, they're perfect. Thank you. Except for I'll be back. That, that, that has to be a That's a been done before, yeah. Okay, let's go back to the beginning. What condition almost brought his career to an end? He, he had scoliosis and had surgery for it. was in a body cast for like six months when he was 25. Obviously, you can't play the cello in a body cast. So that was A. Which composer did Yo-Yo Ma collaborate with for Memoirs of a Geisha? That was Ryuchi Sakamoto. I always say his first name wrong for some reason, but he just passed, right? He just passed away recently. So that was C. And what is the name of the project that Yo-Yo Ma marked with a two-year 36-city world tour pairing art and community action? It was I'll Be Bach. Just kidding. It was, <laughs> it was B, the Bach Project. That's pretty simple. <laughs> what famous cellist instrument is now played by Yo-Yo Ma? That would be Jacqueline Dupre. He plays her 1712 Stradivarius cello, so there's definitely a connection mm-hmm. there with uh, yeah. Dupre and the Elgar Concerto. Wow. Although I don't think he's going to play that. He, he uses that mostly for his Baroque mm-hmm. uh, performances. So we'll see what cello he brings to Toledo. Okay. What school did Yo-Yo Ma drop out of? That would be Columbia University, B. And which president has he not performed for? He played for all three, John Kennedy, Dwight Eisenhower, and he played at the inauguration of President Joe Biden. So the answer is none of the above, right? Mm And finally, who asked Yo-Yo Ma to play at their funeral? That was Steve Jobs. And Yo-Yo Ma did play at his funeral. Steve Jobs requested that he play, and he did, indeed. Do you know what he played? The cello. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to spoil the mood. (laughs) (laughs) That's usually my job. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what he I, played on I, his cello? I don't know what he okay. played, but that's an interesting question. Yeah. So everybody, you know, listening can run to their their screen and find out what uh, what he played at Steve Jobs' funeral. Mm. Um, do we know how we did on that quiz? How many did you get? Horribly, <laughs> I got two wrong. Um, so, five, well, how I many guess? did you get right? Five. You got five right. Wow. Amy, what about you? I only you? got two right. <laughs> I <just> totally <laughs> failed. This Four. Okay, Zach, the, it's up to you. The moment of truth. I had three correct. And the winner is Merwin. Congratulations, Merwin. You're back on your winning streak now. Can I make <laughs> eye contact with you this time? <laughs> <laughs> you are allowed, Absolutely. So I I do want to mention again that the concert is Friday, May 5th at 8 o'clock p.m. It's at the Toledo Museum of Art Paris style, Yo-Yo Ma and the Toledo Symphony under the baton of Elaine Trudel. We'll hear the cello concerto of Edward Elgar as well as the symphony number four of Johannes Brahms. Elaine, have you ever conducted Yo-Yo Ma in the past? No, I haven't. Mm. Wow. But I've been preparing for the, his concerto because I've done that concerto a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. It, yeah. It's inter- you're talking about the no barriers, and the concerto feels that way also. Mm. I mean, besides the, the, the third movement, but every, everything else is kind of linked together. It's a, it's a beautiful work of art. But you know what I was thinking? I was thinking in a time that we everything goes so fast, and, uh, you know, the era of uh, instant gratification and where people are a little bit sarcastic about, you know, human 
you know, f- genuine like uh, romantic feelings, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's almost tacky to be romantic. You know, mm-hmm. this is a moment where you you can come and feel that that you know bitter sweetness, as Merwin was saying. You can sit in the hall and have that that moment of it's like going back in time a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah. where actually people could have a great love story that you know that that wasn't in th- anything instant that took its time to develop and all that. And those two pieces, I think it, they bring us to that time. And sometimes we don't understand that because it's kind of far away from the lives we live now. <clears throat> I don't mean their personal lives or some some yes, some no, but the everyday life we yeah. live, everything is going really fast about you know productivity and all that. But just taking a step back and just bathing in that and just going like, wow, oh, yeah, it is it's possible to have this great story, you know? Yeah, and so important that you sit in the audience and experience it live mm-hmm. as it's happening. I mean, what you're talking about can apply to just about anything that the symphony does, mm-hmm. but especially these two particular yes. works, yeah. these two particular pieces of music, it, it is going to be an unforgettable experience, I think. Mm-hmm. And Amy, will that make uh, Yo-Yo Ma appearance number three for you? or uh, Four, I think. Number four. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I have a feeling we're missing a story somewhere. <laughs> No, I mean, he came for Silk Road, too, remember? Yes. But he didn't play with us. So, yeah. yeah, Silk Road Ensemble um, that he formed. Yeah. Yes, and um, just adding on to what Alan just said, I really like what you share about how our life paces so fast today. And I, I always feel like, you know, people ask me, I don't know how to, you know, go to a concert and understand the music. I feel like just sit there. Everybody hear it differently it's like therapeutic sometimes makes you uncomfortable sometimes make you Mm -hmm. uneasy or struggling or sometimes make you falling asleep it -hmm. really doesn't matter but just whatever that speaks to you and is there for you to kind of digest and take it in and rather than looking at somebody who's very showy and virtuosic i think this program really features something just very introspective so this concert is really a, a remarkable story when it comes to how this occurred. We have a, a wonderful friend of the organization, uh, friends of the organization, I should say, uh, John and Barbara Burson. Um, Alain, you and I had lunch with yeah. them uh, about a year and a half ago, and we talked about a special event that we could do to bring a major artist to play with the orchestra. And this meant a lot to the Bursons. And uh, we started throwing around names, names of, of classical musicians and pops musicians. And um, I remember when we found out about the opportunity to potentially work with Yo-Yo Ma, and Merwin and I had a conversation uh, of what that would take, and it took one telephone call to the Bursons to see if they wow. would underwrite this concert. And of course, the answer was was yes, or we wouldn't be here today talking about this. But to speak to the character of this couple, they are underwriting most of the expenses associated with this mm. performance, yeah. and they aren't even going to be in town for it. So oh, this wow. is a gift from John and Barbara to our community, and everybody who's going to be in the Paris style that night is going to have an experience that they will talk about for the rest of their lives. And this wonderful couple isn't even going to be there to see the fruits of that labor. So it's just an incredible gift and a huge comment on their character that this would be something they would give to our community. Yeah. 
So they facilitated Yo-Yo Ma, and Elaine facilitated Elgar <laughs> coming yeah. to the peristyle. It's a wonderful match. They're so wonderful, that couple. Yeah. I mean, they they facilitated many things for me also, <laughs> including my introduction to the big house. That's true. <laughs> uh, yes. Not, not, not prison. <laughs> <laughs> to the big house. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah, for the people who don't know, yeah. That's right. <laughs> How do you say it in French? That's the question. Yeah. Oh, no, the big house. I mean, it's uh, it's legendary. So then, no, it's just going to see the Michigan football, right? <laughs> so like, uh, the, somehow they knew, and the, it's just they knew, they know when something's important, like to a community, to yeah. a person, and they they just go, "How can I help make that happen for you?" Yeah, yeah. yeah? Oh, it's amazing. It's really neat. Yeah, yeah, we have an incredible community here. I was just reflecting back earlier when we were talking about the YWCA um, award, and I often look back and wanted to thank so many people in my life to make who I am today. You know, of course, you know, I always thank my parents, my family, and so many wonderful friends. And and I want to particularly mention Toledo Symphony because it really gives me a platform to live out my dream, to share beautiful music with this world. So I am very thankful to be in this organization. Well, we're thankful that you could make it to Toledo Symphony Lab. We hope you come back one of these days. Thank you. Uh, you can't make me cry days. next time, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, this concert is happening on Friday, May 5th. It's 8 o'clock p.m. at the Toledo Museum of Art Paris style. Yo-Yo Ma, the cellist, along with the Toledo Symphony, Yo-Yo Ma performing the cello concerto of Edward Elgar. We'll also hear the Symphony Number no. 4 of Johannes Brahms. You can find more information at ToledoSymphony.com or through their box office phone number, which is 419-246-8000. Thanks to all of you. Thanks, Amy, for coming and joining us and sharing your, your talking with us this time as opposed <laughs> to your playing. It's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony by visiting their website at ToledoSymphony.com and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO's streaming platform online. That's at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Elaine Trudell, Zach Vasser, Merwin Sue, and a special guest, Amy Chang. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91. Thank you.